I still don't have headphones. <laughs> yeah, you should just grab some of those. You know, you can buy like $10 ones at a gas station. Like, so easy. <laughs> so fucking easy it is to solve this. Not even problem. Yeah, this is such... Not the even. definition of a first world problem okay. is I don't have yes, headphones. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I've got I've got a beef to pick mm-hmm. with an NPR uh, uh, I guess sponsor. Oh, I love this. Yeah, what's your beef, yo? Their their slogan is like it used to be solving previously unsolvable business problems. Mm-hmm. It's it's like ugh, what is it? Mm-hmm. But like that's but now it's just like solving previously unsolvable problems. And it's like aren't aren't all problems unsolvable <laughs> until they are? Isn't that what makes them? Problem? Yeah, that's if you if they were solvable, you wouldn't have the problem. Wow, that's really stupid. <laughs> like I, I I don't, and it plays so much, <laughs> so so much. Oh, dude, and you gotta get a VPN. C three AI, that's what it is. C three AI, God, it's horrible. solving previously unsolvable problems. It's like Jesus, shut up, you tech people. Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all I had to say about NPR on this episode. Well, welcome to the It Is Night podcast, no, that's probably listener. Not We're going to critique oh, NPR a bunch, probably, on this one, and talk about some news. Well, I kind of just want to critique all uh, news outlets. Oh, let's do it. That's Harrison Stewart. He's about to critique all news outlets. And I'm Chris Wyden, oh, who is commenting on Harrison Stewart critiquing all news outlets. It's a super meta piece of content. Don't worry, that's not actually what we're going to do today. No, it's not? <laughs> oh, oh. No, what, what's your what's the greater beef you're getting at here? Uh, the, 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 a lot of the coverage in Afghanistan, about Afghanistan. <laughs> it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty not great. It's annoying that the BBC is doing some of the best mainstream coverage of this, which is just like, yes. the, the BBC... You know, the, like, voice of mm-hmm. colonialism is doing a mm-hmm. better job of talking about this. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just, it, it is delicious irony that they're just, like, schooling us now, which I did find to be the case when I was briefly in England. Oh, yeah. Like, I just got absolutely grilled. Like, and how do you feel about the fact that uh, your government is... Not good committing genocide upon the Palestinians. I'm like, I, I mean, we, you, you guys created Israel. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not saying what we're doing is right at all. I'm just saying... All of, like, very you guys made much of the roadmap for a lot of human <laughs> atrocities. <laughs> yes, but we're not doing it right this second. Yeah, after you plundered yeah. and got rich you could go back home <laughs> and be better yeah. than everyone else. Uh, it's cool. So that's not, so there is definitely some very good coverage. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I mean, what I think is the good coverage when it is good is not mm. when they're talking about it. It's when they talk about what Afghan people are saying to reporters like very frequently they're Mm -hmm. you know right now reporters are reporting having people walk up to them every day and be like how do Mm -hmm. i get out of the country and like can you help me and all this shit and i think that is probably the best reporting not in in terms of substance but in i mean a little bit Mm -hmm. in terms of it provides the clearest and most concise 
you know, reasoning for why this is a problem very easily. It gives you empathy as the person listening to a report like that. It also makes you realize, like, it immediately, having a story like that that feels like an anecdote but is also very serious immediately makes me think at least every time I've heard it and I've heard it like almost every day from different reporters Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. just like, wow. Like I can't imagine a more terrifying feeling of wanting to desperately leave a country or desperately Mm -hmm. enter a country and not being allowed to do it. I mean, I always get like this tingle of fear whenever I'm at a border and I have to leave or enter. I guess you're always doing one of those or both of them. Right. Um, (laughs) A place, but it's always, you know, it's like it's nervous. It's like, am I going to get in? Am I not going to? If I can't get in, what does that mean? Like, all, you know, and like yeah. you have like a little mini panic and then you like cross over because I'm a white man. So it's usually fine. But, <laughs> right. Right. but like it's still, even in that position of extreme privilege, it's still, it's still unnerving. And I think it's nice that they're putting that kind of back out there for. For people to be like, hey, you, we should care. We should care that these people yes, want to leave and they can't. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's the good coverage. Yeah, that's but the good coverage. But then you also have the people that are just like, holy shit, everything is falling apart and coming to pieces. And like, and it just feels like a bit of a feedback loop yeah. to, 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 I mean, be just so I am not at all saying that this isn't a big deal. It is a massive It's deal a huge deal. That will have implications on the world stage for decades to come. <laughs> However, I do not think that the media constantly stoking, I mean, it's almost like they have like an election countdown. Clock. Oh, that's exactly like, what dun, it feels dun, like. like. There's many hours until the, uh, the like the deadline is up and I mean oh like God. it's just so it's like I don't need I don't need a Majora's mask like telling me like how many days until the end of the world. Yo, Jesus, that is so accurate though. It totally feels like an election or like some it's it's insane that for two weeks every like news headline on the front page or title of a news podcast or wherever you're getting your news, it's like every the first thing is the word Afghanistan for like two weeks. Yeah. Which yeah. Not that it's not highly important and should not be reported on with this level of frequency, but it should be. It should be less of a fucking feedback loop like you're talking about. Right. And also maybe the way to prevent it from becoming too much of a feedback loop is talking about something else because there's horrifying shit happening every fucking day <laughs> somewhere on this That's planet. True. And it's That's worth true, talking I think, about. I think a, a big reason that, I mean... Like just so much money has gone in, so much money, so many lives. It's true. It's you got to obsess about over the it. past two decades have gone into this thing that is just like crumbling at light speed. And it's kind of like yeah, um, it's the train wreck you can't look away from. It's also like what I think of as like the gambling. True, also, imagine telling somebody oh in like two thousand one, <laughs> like the first time the Taliban tried so to. We're gonna leave, and uh, they're gonna surrender. take over in a month. Also, quick. Real quick aside, aside, I hate that Biden says Taliban. I know. That is so annoying. It is really annoying. It's very try hard for a man who, like, has definitely shown that he doesn't give a fucking shit about, like, about this. He he pronounces (laughs) it like a Dr. Seuss character, you know? Like, I mean, it just. Something he, he the way he pronounces it is, like, whimsical somehow. And I don't know. It's just like, Uh, go uh, to uh, hell, man. And. 
He's already vocally basically said that he doesn't give a shit about, like, he's just like, let's get home and, like, that's their problem now. Which I know he's yeah. he's walked that back a lot, but it's like... But imagine, imagine telling somebody... Think. Yeah, imagine telling somebody in 2001. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the first time that the Taliban tried to surrender. Like, okay, you can either take the surrender now or you can stay in this for another 19 years. Another 20 years. Uh, and then, like, lose everything in uh, six Not months. to mention all the free weapons the Taliban just got. Like, lose lose all your progress from, like, all the nation-building shit that they said they weren't going to do, and then they did. Mm-hmm. And also lose, yeah, lose fucking just so many weapons. Like, now, now the problem, not the problem, obviously many, many problems, but one of the elements of this is we have we have just given we have given the taliban the the means to be the state beyond what already existed like there was an opportunity i think had we not lost as many weapons as we have in this process mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. afghan people to take back over like it has not been it has not been like a smooth ride to the top for the Taliban. Like there are protests in a lot of cities. People are not. That's true. Yeah, people are not pro Taliban across I mean, I the mean, country. But, like I fear what that's going to. Yeah. So I mean, what like civil war? No, I is mean what more. What I'm saying is, I think it makes. I think it makes the argument for Taliban control stronger in terms of cultural and political control without too much. Without too much bloodshed, which is like in one sense maybe a better thing, but also it's it's harder to resist a power that has like you know U.S. level weaponry. It's easier to say, hey, like it's yeah. the Taliban and they're in control of our government, but there are more of us. Let's take over. It's a different thing when there are more of you, but you're coming up against you know like everything short of nuclear warheads basically. It's like now yeah. they might not have the tactical expertise to use certain you know, stuff they've gotten, but there's also like, you know, a missile's a missile at the end of the day. They can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a very, this is a very, like, this is a 24 plot, you know, like this is not something that would happen in real life. Oh, boy. <laughs> I did briefly. This is not that I was never seriously thinking. This. Imagination. It was more like a what if situation, a you know, like a, this might make a good story <laughs> or something. If, like, the whole point of, like, falling back was just to, like, draw out all the leaders and then just, like, <laughs> execute them. Like, all right, there it is, wiped out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if any amount of forethought had gone into this, maybe that's what they would have done. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's, again, if I'm only. never saying that I ever thought that was the case. It's just <laughs> like, a, ooh, that might be a cool, like, Bond plot. To, uh, but the the... Yeah, it's 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 a know, mess, man. Like it 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 is a mess. At the same time, I don't I don't hear too many people talking about like what could have been done differently apart from staying there for like a significant more amount of time. Oh yeah. And I mean I mean definitely definitely there are there are like the mistakes of like setting a hard date deadline that's a mistake mistake. you know but at the same time i i I don't think there are enough people talking about like 
this is how we could have actually gotten out within a reasonable timeline and done all of this correct. And I do feel like it's being done incorrectly right now, but I don't know, like, I haven't heard enough, like, opinions of, I haven't heard enough experts being like, this is how it should have been. I Yeah, I can't speak to the logistics of an evacuation or an, a, an exit or whatever <laughs> what? word you want to use. You, Chris Wyden, host of It Is Night Podcast? I know. With all this expertise I have for hosting this now 29 episode long podcast, that's right. We are trucking right, right along. <laughs> one, one less than you are years old. Oh, thank, Happy birthday. thank you. So, uh, so rarely, or I guess more commonly, I'm going to experience the fun of happy birthday and it not being nice to hear. It's always, yeah, I'm 28 how about now, that? and about, Harrison's been about, 28 for more. Now, each birthday, you're just like getting further and further away from being like, well, kind of imagine I'd be like kind of a young prodigy. Oh yeah, know, everybody like, does, right? Make something really good when I was we're like, young. We're all, we're all going to be the one in, you know, 20 million people who is young and yeah. successful at the thing we want to be in. Yes. I mean, not to mention the limited number of people who gain success, but, you know, you want to be one of the people who gets in early, <laughs> which yeah. is very few people. And you know why? That is nice since I have at this point been working in, like, the entertainment industry overall for for what? five almost six years now and Mm -hmm. it's pleasant to hear stories from like seasoned professionals that i look up to because you you run into people every now and then at like functions and stuff and people i'm not talking about famous actors or anything i'm talking about like writers and producers and stuff but like people who to me are a big deal but aren't names anyone would recognize but they are um but they're old like there is a there's just like a level of like they did not the moves that you want to be making. It's like these people didn't first make those moves. They've just been working up to the point where they got to make those moves when they were in their late 30s. And it's like, oh, that's right. You have to be rich if you're going to be one of the successful people when you're young because you paid a, the hundred thousand dollars to go to film school, which tech like technical knowledge wise. I have all that knowledge and I've gotten paid to gain it by working in the industry, but I didn't Uh get to meet, you know, Scorsese lecturing at whatever college and like X, Y, or Z person (laughs) with film connections, not to mention just like the billionaire kids who go to film school and like just access to fucking money. And like those are, and some people are like that hundred, which is not to say that those people aren't good actors. It's just like directors or whatever they are. A supreme advantage. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, it's a different thing when, when somebody can do that. But the point is, I don't feel that bad about it in terms of What's age. What's the point, Chris? I don't, I don't feel that bad. As I'm 28. I'm doing fine. Also, like, you know. You are, you're doing fine. You're looking fine. You're being thank fine. Thank you. I'd like to be better than um, fine. Uh, let's talk about things that are the opposite of better than fine. Maybe that was a sloppy segue, but we're doing that. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The house of representatives in the u.s also a mess also a Mm -hmm. ticking time bomb in its own right um Mm -hmm. 
It's uh, it's working on the $3.5 trillion legislation package that it wants to push through right after the $1 trillion infrastructure bill that the Senate sent back to the House for whatever they do at this stage. I don't know. Watch that video, that animated video about how laws are made on YouTube. Um, but... <laughs> but... Yeah, everyone knows I'm just a pill. But, um, but yeah, point is, the House is basically arguing over, in addition to the infrastructure bill, this $3.5 trillion package, which they would ideally, or the plan would be that they would pass it totally along partisan lines in the Senate via the reconciliation caveat that we all now know about. Because law's cool, and it's fun that we have to learn about this shit. Um, and <laughs> learn about well. Usually, we learn about the shit after they. It's done true. It, in the case of Republican rule, it's 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 accurate. But anyway, I kind of what I'm ta- what I'm bringing this up for. What I want to kind of mm-hmm. talk about and hear your thoughts on Harrison and and let mm-hmm. you hear Harrison's thoughts, listener, as someone who you know is it's more familiar habit. with how the actual halls of Congress work than most people on the planet. Um. N- I suppose that's it is technically true. true but you can so say that about a great. I'm not saying you're like minute, super minute. up to date on everything, but also none of the people in Congress are either. So, like, I'm sure whatever. I, think I know you... more about this apartment than most people on the planet. <laughs> anyway, there, there, so, we have the, like the biggest the progressive caucus in terms of like, yes. you know, what that means to the listener. A caucus is just a lot of people who are going to vote. along the same lines for like certain types of issues like in this case right and it's even possible to like caucus with uh, a different party than how you're registered yeah it's more about caucus is just basically like a a legislative meeting where like the leaders of each party the the you know majority and minority leaders get with all their people and just like lay out legislative goals and like usually they take questions and it's also usually a closed door event, right? So, I mean, like, that's why you get a ton of, like, leaks of them saying just, like, super sketchy <laughs> shit because, you know, yeah. supposed to be behind closed doors. But anyway, not uh, about... But anyway, Yeah, that's, not yeah, about leaks, more about how the backdoor negotiating goes here. The moderate Dems are really trying to cut back on this $3.5 trillion. They're like, well, do we, like, actually need to, like, help people have access to the internet or healthcare or, you know, like affordable anything. And then there are the progressive, you know, Democrats in the house who are definitely more like we need this stuff. It's our whole shtick mm-hmm. and like why we were elected hardliner. Like we need to give, <laughs> we need to give people more money. We need to make it law that you have to, you know, let people fucking live their lives without going absolutely right. bankrupt. Right. Uh, which is insane but that's that, what like, they're arguing over now and it's i guess like right let's yeah let's talk about that and how how like this is where we are where it's like going to be moderate dems now and progressive dems arguing the house and like a few rando republicans about so giving people stuff right these fucking <sighs> these echo chamber republicans just like i mean they always harp on like fdr and the new mm-hmm. deal and, like, a ton of social welfare stuff that's, like, 
do you know how the depression works though? <laughs> like when the American people were hurting the most, the government was finally like, okay, yeah, we'll step up and they helped. And wow, isn't it crazy that this whole like, when you say make America great, most of the time period that you're referring to is like right after that when there's like a total boon and, and it turns out if good. you invest in the public that uh it's actually a great oh return. wow it's a good it, it shows good returns that's insane <laughs> and then and then like we're trying to do it again at a time when the american public is really hurting and there are just so many people the same people that really just don't live on the same planet. None of them do. Like, know? with the exception I mean, of the progressive like, There are caucus. plenty of them that know... Yeah, there are plenty of them that know damn well what they're doing, but they just, like, don't. Like, Kevin McCarthy oh. knows that this shit is wrong, right? <laughs> yes. He was forced to say that that shit was wrong. The day of was just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then the second that he was like, oh, did my poll number slip? Okay, I guess I better drink my girl. God. It, it, but, I don't know. The... It's insane that all they want to do is just, like, stop the government from helping people. It's, <laughs> that is their only It is true. When you break it down like that, it's like, that's what this means. Like, we're not talking about spending money they, friv- they believe frivolously. That those people don't deserve it. Yeah. Like, they believe this lie that they've created so that they can feel good about the wealth that they have and not think about the fact that anybody else is suffering. They, they, they've just, like, created this lie in their head that, like, Anybody that has a little less, the only reason that that would be the case is because they're lazy. Though I do, and because they're just kind of cheat a system. Well, that is their like, and they're bad people. And I don't think they think that. Like that's definitely their ideal. I'm, they do I think, think that. I mean, I'm well with Republicans, yes, because that is with Republicans. No, I'm specifically talking about Republicans. I, Sorry if I didn't. Oh yeah, no, 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 you were, you were, and you did. But I don't know. It just got me thinking about as you're talking about all their their motivations yeah, and like bad. the idea. Cuomo feels that way. Cuomo feels I will. People are numbers. What like him. worries me a lot about moderate Dems is how like with Republicans it's like like the number eleven. They have like the Republicans have like the ideological Kool Aid they've been drinking, and it's like yes, it's evil and stupid, and it doesn't take much to completely break it down. But the moderate right. Dems don't think that stuff, which is. And most of those people are moderate Dems because they're also rich as fuck. So yeah. there's like it knowing what we all now know about just like the coming struggles that are to, in mm. lack of a better word in this moment that are going to be the rest of our lives, no matter where we are. Mm. It, it's going to affect everyone and it's going to be unpleasant for everyone, obviously to varying degrees and at different paces depending on where you live but like i feel like the moderate dems taking the stance that they're taking at this Mm -hmm. time when the fdr moment is here is because it's not the same context it's not just the a great depression in our economy that you need to solve it is also Mm -hmm. the future is going to be terrifying Uh, and they're like slowly trying to hoard that wealth in my mind, that could that could be the only motivation for people who aren't Republicans who are on this side of like, let's spend less. Is like, oh, you want to hoard more so you can you know pay your fucking bodyguards and like hide away. Which is which is just like insane. How like not even it is like nonchalant how billionaires are just investing so much in like getting out of dodge. <laughs> 
it is like shit is hitting the fan and the people with the most money are trying to gather even more money and they're investing that money in building uh uh an escape pack. which like also isn't isn't gonna why do you think chris why, why 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 i mean I think they're doing that. There's there's obviously the climate catastrophe in a general sense, but there's also the they're um they're not the super genius gods that they want us to think they are. And they're running around like fearful children trying to hide in a hole rather than doing the immense amount they could actually do because they're not that smart. And I mean if anyone's heard Jeff Bezos talk after he did that space mission, I mean, the guy sounds like a drunk frat boy. Like, these are not right. people who portray smartness. They don't do smartness. They usually right. claim smartness from not the work of their the employees. Not to mention the fucking kid. The kid. The kid who the only reason he was here is because of fucking money. I know. Because his parents paid for the kids and the fucking child ass. It's, it's oh. so stupid. St. Jude is fucking doing a uh, space also, mission promo uh, this year. And, like, that's... Oh, and this would have been a great transition to that oh, shit, it would have been, Jason X. We're excited to talk about it. I am. I have I have one last story no, no, I no, want no, to please. talk about. Just please, touch. please, please. Just touch. Just we'll touch. touch Just a quick, a quick touch and fake. You know? I don't know if that's a term in any sport. Um... Herschel Walker is going to be the next senator of Georgia. Well, no, actually, I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. Here's what I will okay. say. I, th- I think not only do I think this is the case, I think it's interesting that the next senator of Georgia will be black no matter what. <laughs> because I absolutely think that Herschel Walker will win his primary. I don't He's know if he can beat Warnock. But I do think that a lot of people in Georgia, a lot of white people that are like just definitely racist are just desperate to think that they're not racist. And will vote for a football so like player. then casting a vote for a black person was like, I'm not racist. I just don't like the ones that say stuff I don't agree with. Yeah. Is he running as a Republican? Yes. Oh. Yeah, that was announced too I did not I mean um, I didn't I have not been aware of of the He's southeast filed. region news. Well, 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 do you know anything about him? I just know he's a football player, right? Yes. And also, Alabama's recently elected senator is just a fucking football oh, coach. Oh, God. So, like, it's this trend in the South. What fun. Where Celebrities like, are taking over. Like, Man celebrities with muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But there's some shit that is holding him back. One being that... Uh, He's like lived in Texas for like many, many years, uh, and just changed his registration to Georgia like last Oof. week. And also, his wife is like suspected of illegally voting in Georgia. Oh my god! What? Despite being registered to vote in Texas, which is just—it's always the Republicans. I mean, it's always the Republicans who end Will, up illegally Will voting. Out of the other end of his mouth supporting like there was voter fraud that turned the tide his wife was committing voter fraud <laughs> but he might win dude he he he's certainly going to win his primary i think i i feel pretty when is when that. is that seat up uh next 
year. Oh, or, because, because Warnock yeah, yeah, was yeah, like yeah, because a, just, was he, one of those like fill in for someone. He's finishing out. Uh, yeah, he was finishing out Lawflers. Oh God. Well, yeah. hopefully, because Georgia is a Stace is is Stacey Abrams, you know, place. The, mm-hmm. that Warnock will be able to keep it because I feel like if Stacey Abrams just like gets I, I on, hope, I hope that's the case. I don't dude, know. But there are so many dumb. Well, I mean, and that's Holy the problem shit. is like the reason Warnock won was not thanks to any white people, but Herschel will well, win because well, well has white people voting for him. Chris, but there are a few white. That's people. the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Since less people always vote in the primaries, I think that there actually might be a likelihood that racism in Georgia will give the seat back to Warnock, because there might be Republicans that will just refuse to blow, to, to to vote for a for a black. I mean, man. that's also true. Yo, fuck that governor. I, mean, I really want I really want Stacey Abrams to be the next governor there. I don't know if that's possible, given how supremely fucked that state is, along with most states. Oh, speaking of most states, no. one final... Well, here, I'm going to mention this, and then I'm going to breeze right past it, because we're going to talk about this plenty over the next forever. Um, Jason. Crops, oh, are, yeah. crops are not happening just so everyone is aware Mm-mm. you might want to if you if you're a person of the world since the u.s feeds much of the world you should maybe stock up on uh, on foods you like and can preserve because there's going to be less <laughs> there's going to be a lot less yeah. and it's going to be a lot more expensive major droughts in the american bread basket they haven't seen water in a really long time major heat waves like corn even is growing at like the highest it's expected to be in north Car- in north dakota north dakota wow really fucked up saying that state the highest it's ex- north delina north delina the highest the corn is expected to grow is six feet it usually grows to 12 Fuck you. so <laughs> yeah so this is a this is a big deal. It's a big deal not only because of food supplies, of course, but corn is how we feed the meat that we eat. Right. So there's going to yeah. be less of that as well. You can see how well, all of these things start to cascade into each a... other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's access to meat may not be the worst thing in the world. Oh, no, it really probably. won't be. I mean, and yeah, right. anyway, let's move on to Jason X because because it's time to go to space fuck 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 this shit fuck fuck it we're going up and uh and i will say harrison I didn't know that knitted crop tops were going to be the space fashion 455 years in the future, but apparently they will be. Chris, if your navel isn't out, you're not in the future. Okay? <laughs> That's just fat. Um, full spoilers for Jason X or Jason 10 or uh, Friday the, th- the 13th Part 10, if yeah. you prefer. I do. <laughs> is 
a modern masterpiece. M- modern is, is a stretch. <laughs> it is the perfect synthesis of slasher, teenage slasher horror and sci-fi intellectualism. Sure. It is the magnum opus that all cinema should strive for. It is the peak, the pinnacle, the ultimate, the absolute. You know what's crazy about this movie to me is it begins in a way that makes no sense with the rest of the movie. Like, the beginning of this movie is inside... The part that you watched last week, now having seen the rest of the movie, it's still just like, what what, what was I supposed to get? Yeah, what were these opening credits that are ostensibly in hell and then inside Jason X's, or Jason at this time's, Jason's body, and... Yeah, he's not Jason X yet. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, but I don't know what happens to him. There's the, like uh, a there's like a doctor cutting into him, and then like we cut to 450 <laughs> years in the future with like space people returning to Earth because Earth is no longer habitable because of climate change, and so woke movie Jason X. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> in 2001, now. Yeah, but they fucking. They fucking return to Earth and uncover in the year 2455 a a cryogenically frozen Jason Voorhees and his would-be but barely not final victim. And they bring in, they bring both of those people to space with them, of course. Yes, they do. <laughs> and I really, really, really do need to point out right quick that there is an extremely strange little uh there are just several sci-fi elements it's just like what the fuck like why is this so like weirdly complicated and like who thought of this uh ants the healing system has like microscopic ants go in and uh, like drone it's nanobot technology it's nanobot technology they yes. they just had never apparently, even though they were making the a sci-fi opposite. movie, never read about nanobots. <laughs> it's the opposite of the of the Cody Banks bots, <laughs> which only seek to destroy and take from us. Uh, the ants, of course, give life. They they fill us with joy and happiness, and they uh, <laughs> r- restore Azrael's arm oh, hand yeah. at one point, which is nice gets cut off by old jason there were some there were okay yes yes so then then he wakes up and then he uh also we can't just skip so the whole movie is skipping from kill to kill this the intro is like the most plot filled part he doesn't just wake up they take him onto the ship we find out that the professor uh-huh. guy running the show, because apparently this is a school field trip for, like, college-age people. Oh, yeah, There's one yeah, professor yeah. running professor. the show and, like, a bunch of military yeah. grunts who are, I guess, there to protect <laughs> them from space. But he's like, yeah. yo. And he has students there, like, rad yeah, students. Basically. who are just, like, there yeah, doing, yeah, like, yeah. I guess, scavenging work Being with him. Being ad horny. Yeah. Being as horny as people at, say, something. Yeah, maybe people at... And counselors at no like a lake so maybe you, a lake like i don't know just kind of like lake, a crystal lake kind of lake associate yes associate exactly associated with some sort of gem mm-hmm. um yeah it's precisely um 
It's horny. Is the bottom. Oh yeah, line. as all Jason movies it's are. Very, very horny. Very. But anyway, horny. so they they unfreeze Jason's almost last victim, and she's like freaking out, obviously, because the last thing she remembers is almost getting murdered. And then they're like, "Oh, we'll just leave Jason thawing on the table." Our scans read him as dead, and like apparently they find out, or the professor secretly finds out through like some sort of fixer of his that we never see again, but he calls real quick. Is is like we find out that Jason's valuable because he's oh, yeah. a famous killer even in the future. And they're like, "Yo, he killed like over two hundred people and then wildly disappeared from the history books." His yeah. frozen body would be so worth hear, so hear much. Hear me out on this real quick. Hear me out on this oh, here real we go, quick. Here we go. There was a doctor at the beginning of the movie that was like the very beginning that was trying to use Jason, very similar to what happens later. Uh, and and our main character is trying to prevent against that. That that terrible actor is David Cronenberg. I wonder if the terrible actor that's his hookup is also someone famous that oh, I don't recognize because he's miserable. He is bad. Like he's like, oh man, what are you doing calling me? It's so, do you? It's so late. Wait, so the professor is David Cronenberg? No, not the professor in like the main part of the movie. I mean, oh, at the very, just the very dude beginning. slicing into the Jason's in, bod at the very the, beginning. No, not that guy either. The government dude that's trying to like take it out like he gets killed by jason at the very beginning oh oh yeah, yeah and he's yeah, like yeah. this is my project now doctor talking to like the person that gets frozen with him they're trying to like transfer jason and the antagonist like no we need to like put him in cryo-freeze and like get rid of him like he's too dangerous yeah, yeah, yeah. the exact same thing that happens later which is just <laughs> is why you're confused you're like oh yeah the doctor that's trying to like use jason what for a... money it's like, no not that one the uh, the one earlier in the movie before Jason. Just an excellent play. film. Silly fucking Chris. <laughs> Can't follow the plot of Jason. What an awesome film. <laughs> A Friday the 13th part 10. <laughs> Christ almighty. They don't, ex- I think I mentioned this last night. They do not explain how he was resurrected. No, they don't explain at all. Any of that shit. Not a one. No. It's it's no. real it's real dumb. But per Friday the Thirteenth movies, if you have seen any of them, you know there's just like a lot of people fucking, and they do. I will say one thing. So I have seen the first and the second Friday the Thirteenth, and oh, I do think you do. it is hilarious. Accused that the second is no, 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 that in the tenth in in Jason X they, uh-huh. and this is a good element of this terrible movie. They like fully like recognize or are self aware of like the goofy yes. slasher like sex equals the punishment of death in like old eighties yes. horror movies. Because like the way Jason is resurrected on the spaceship ostensibly is through some like spiritual identification that people are fucking elsewhere on the ship. Like yes, there's, exactly. there's like a sex scene it's so and it funny. slowly wakes Jason up and like when they orgasm, Jason like <laughs> officially bolts upright. It's not just twitching anymore and he like does his first murder yeah. on board the spacecraft. Yeah. It was very funny. <laughs> Dude Fucking thank you. Like, and, and and then the first kill that he does on the spaceship is pushing her face 
into like the the super freeze stuff, liquid nitrogen, and then pulling it out after she's frozen, and then just like shattering her, her ice face on. Which the was counter. awesome. Brutal. Don't really. It's it's funny because liquid nitrogen is what they use to show kids what it is like to be out in cold space yeah. alone. So having yeah, yeah, liquid yeah. nitrogen on a spaceship is one probably not something that you would have on a spaceship, no. and two just funny where they were like, "Oh, they're in space. Let's do that liquid nitrogen thing where they turn yeah. to glass, oh, just like it's I learned so, in kindergarten." Like, that's, dude, that's the thing. Is that like, is it a bad movie? Of course, it's a fucking bad movie. But also, there is a part of it that knows it's a bad movie, and I can respect that. Every character has, like, like a bit line that they deliver when they're, like, getting killed. It's it's pretty goofy. The best of which is... Say it, Chris. I don't know. There are a few really good ones. Oh, this sucks on so many levels. (laughs) It's absolutely the best line. That is the best line. That is. In the entire movie. It happens towards the end when, yeah. like, the secondary chick character, uh, like, a hole has been, there's a hole, a, a breach in the hole, a breach in the hole, and it is sucking everything out. They should all be dead, but whatever. And she's, like, holding on, and then a grate goes over the hole, and she's like, oh, this sucks on so many levels. She lets go and then gets, like, cheese grated out which not sure how that that's how it would even work yeah. but my god did i fucking it love was it. it was gruesome oh. this movie did do what any 10th horror movie in a movie series does yeah. which is this movie is also like an hour yeah and it's half. like like it is mercifully they, short. they set it up that's all the like first 15 20 minutes is is like let's set this up and then for the rest of the movie uh-huh. it's just creative kills it's, it's just like let's yep. see how creative we can get with murdering these people <laughs> yep like like uh like ai or cgi like kills when they're in like the video game <laughs> oh yeah they do a fun like virtual reality video game kill scene that actually was kind of fun it would have been cooler if it were it made was, today at first because yeah, because I was just stoned out of my mind, of course, when I was watching it. I At first, I was just like, ah, that's some really shitty CGI. And then I understood that, that they were making fun of shitty CGI by having it, like, project in the video yeah. game. And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of clever. That's, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I really, like, again, this is not a good movie. Like any stretch of but the that doesn't mean the people but I did enjoy and myself. it doesn't mean the people who made it are weren't like smart you know like a lot of movies like right. like this was the movie that got the money the people who worked on the movie wanted to get paid and yeah. and they worked on this movie as a result and that doesn't yeah. mean that and they're they stupid so <laughs> ridiculous so utterly like camp I mean that's the thing. Like it's very campy, and I I, I like that. I mean I like, love camp. No, uh, it has a very it it it's it, it, I mean it's definitely it could be better camp. It could be it could definitely be smarter oh, yeah. camp. But it is it is I don't know. It is infinitely better than a lot of uh uh or I would rather watch it more than a lot of the shit um, we've watched horror sequels. You know. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> frankly, this is definitely one of the better ones. Uh, but the <laughs> the the last thing that that I loved the most about it was the the scene where like 
I guess he thought he was in the video game again, and they projected, like, the girls that were like, we love unprotected sex. Which was, yeah, so to, like, distract Jason, he's, like, in the VR room or something, so they boot up, like, old Crystal Lake from the old movies, and then just have, like, girls strip and make Two topless Yeah, and, like, girls, make fun yeah. of the original. If you've seen the original movies, it is, like, around yeah. this specific Crystal Lake, and it's, like, a summer camp setting for, like... I don't know, people in their late teens for some so stupid reason. They're not just going to skip straight to Jason 10. Yeah. Of course they've seen the other ones. <laughs> Who would do that? Who would skip right to the end? Who, <laughs> Who indeed? But That's that was a very self-aware moment, though, when they did that. That was very... Because in the cut to, like, because, like, they're getting into sleeping bags and they're topless and, like, we love unprotected sex. There's a cut to something else happening. And then when it cuts back, he he's just like using the sleeping bag with one person in it to like beat to death the other the, person. One of the uh, the sleeping bags on the other one with like this blood all over it, and it's just bashing the shit out. It really that was really funny. And so it feels hilarious. like when they were coming up with the creative for this movie, the meeting was just them cackling at each other with like sillier and sillier ways to like exactly dude i mean like i will i will i will probably watch this movie again and i would certainly watch it again before i would fucking watch space jam oh my god i honestly you would have to pay me to watch space jam 2 again i would not do it again how much what's your price ten thousand dollars all right start (laughs) GoFundMe. listener I don't even know what the payoff would be for the people who supported that. Like, we have to record me watching it again. <laughs> they just get a recording of that. No, it has to. It has to be a live stream of you strapped into a chair, clockwork orange style, just like oh, <laughs> while you're forced <laughs> to watch it on loop for like hours. For no, time. not for hours. For the length of the movie, <laughs> which. Yes, which is ours because that movie is literal hours long (laughs) it is more than an hour long well jason x is better than that so uh give it a watch if you haven't yet which you already should have because that was your homework for this week that was your homework dear listener you of course know that that over there is at Chris Wyden. And that is at Harry Stew. And our pod is at It Is Nigh Pod. And we are at It Is Nigh there Pod. There you go. Doubly. No, three, two, one. At It Is Nigh. At It Is Nigh Pod. We had it that time. We no, did. We, did we would have if you hadn't stopped last, talking. Last one. Didn't we, the last one. Well, you we already got it. it. Three, two, one. God damn it. Three, two, one. And it is not. And it is not. God <laughs> fucking damn it. Worst plug ever. I'm going home.